They're coming to get you, Barbara. Gone. Gone the form of man. Rise the demon. Etrigan. Thank you for meeting me here again at the Crossroads. I'm your host, Anthony Jerome M., and this is the nexus point of discussion where we cover creepy content, horror tales, and strange goings-on. I'm here to walk you through the horrors that send a direct chill to my spine, and while ultimately I hope you enjoy, if not, fuck you. Hey, well, hello, hello. I want to thank you again, as always, for joining me here at the Crossroads. I'm your host, Anthony Jerome M., and just thank you for taking the time to listen to whatever it is I got going on over here, you know, taking the time out of your day to hear the words that come out of my mouth and the guest's mouth. It's it's nice. It's nice. I can tell by the listeners that people actually do listen, so it's just always nice to see that, wow, people are actually listening to this shit. It's very, it's very, it's very fun. Thank you for being here. I love that you're here. Um, I don't know, today, right now, it's a bit of a random episode, it's just me, uh, it is 3am, um, (laughs) I had the fattest fucking burrito today, in the middle of the afternoon, snake meal, you know, when you have one meal for the entire day, and then, and then you, you're good for 24 hours, you know, I had the fattest fucking burrito, pollo asado, with pico de gallo it had guac even though i didn't want it i forgot to ask for them to exclude it but it was still fine they only put a little bit they didn't slather it on with potatoes and bacon and just with a full lemon squeezed into it with some salt it was so good shout out to that burrito that burrito did things for me um but yeah after i ate that burrito i took like a big nap and i usually don't take naps so I woke up at about maybe 10 p.m. And when like 2, 2 a.m. struck, I started <laughs> I started thinking about some things. And I'm like, maybe this could be an episode or a mini-sode of sorts. Um, so yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, I wrote some thoughts down and we're gonna see how this goes. Maybe I won't even post it, but I won't know until everything's recorded. But before I get started, for some reason, I just felt really compelled I wanted to shout out, excuse me, I wanted to shout out the People Under the Scares podcast that is hosted by, that is hosted by Bobby Torres, aka Bobby Likes It Spooky, and Mike. On Twitter, he is ThackerayBinks86. Um, I wanted to shout out one of their most recent episodes, The Witches, I believe that was 1990, 1999, with Angelica Houston. Houston? Houston, Houston, yeah, that movie with Angelica Houston, um, to me, it is their funniest episode to date, um, when they get to the portion where they're talking about the witches conference, um, I've, I think I've listened to this episode maybe about four times since it came out, and it has just been so, it's, it's so fucking funny, um, so there's this thing I do where, like, in my personal life, at work, and, and just in real life, I give people like two strikes, two strikes and you're out. Um, 
But when it comes to recommendations of like movies and podcasts and shows and things like that, I give people three strikes. Um, so please listen to this episode. It's it's not going to be a strike. I guarantee it. It's so fucking funny. Um, yeah, I didn't even need to explain my whole strike situation. <laughs> but yeah, when somebody recommends something to me and it's bad and I'm like, you know, that, that's that's one strike for you. Um you have two more times until I stop listening to you. Um, so I fully recommend this, not thinking I'm going to get a strike. It is so fucking funny. If you're not listening, please do, because they, it, it's it's so much fun. Bobby and Mike, I, 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 I look forward to every week when you release an episode. It's going to be funny. And both of you are funny, and you both work together. Uh, so, you know, there's that. If you're listening, there's that. Um, so... Before I dive in to exactly one of the reasons why I wanted to recommend that episode and what I'm going to be talking about going forward, um, I said that this episode is, I mentioned earlier that this episode is only me, um, but I didn't tell you which, which me. Yes, so it's not Anthony, it's Jerome today. And this episode, I'm, I'm going to start off a little bit messy, probably going to end off a little bit messy as well because I've been having some drinks and I still got a drink in front of me right here. So, you know, I, I'm i not entirely sure that I'm going to be coherent by the end of this, but just know it's Jerome that's speaking. I'm going to get a little bit messy. Hopefully, I'm not going to give too many details because I'm definitely not trying to do all that, but... We're definitely going to start off talking about just like some work mess because the reason I brought up the people under the scares is because it's been like a very rough like few weeks at work. And when I listen to that episode of People Under the Scares and when they talk about the Grand High Witch, I completely allow myself to detach from all of this stupid bullshit that's kind of stressing me. And I get to laugh for a few minutes. I get to think about something else. I get to just, just totally distract myself from these people who are just kind of like... So like for the last month or so, every week my boss tells me about a team lead at work who has gone above their own manager's head to report mistakes that I've made at work. And each time that this happens, I have to provide like screenshot after screenshot about how, no, I communicated that these changes were happening or I communicated the next steps that they're going to have to take after I make certain changes that were requested. Or no, this person is saying that X, Y, and Z is wrong, but I already confirmed with their manager before I even spoke to them that the actions I'm going to take are correct and the ones I should be taking. And to me, it just really feels like there's this one video I saw. It might have been. I, I really don't know when I saw it, but it's like this little kid who shit their pants and like their parent was asking them like, oh, what happened? What happened there? And the kid said something like, oh, the boogeyman pooped my pants like and because they're a kid, they have absolutely zero idea that 
that <laughs> no one is going to believe that kind of thing. So it just leaves me feeling like I'm working with a bunch of people who I communicate to you exactly what's going to happen. I tell you what you need to worry about after. I tell you what steps you need to take about what steps you need to take after I make certain actions. But because you don't listen or you don't review the communications I send you, now all of a sudden I did something wrong or I didn't do something correctly. It's like, no. Like, I asked you three weeks ago to confirm if the changes I made were correct, and you didn't say anything. And now you want to say that something's wrong. It's like, that's that's not my fault. Like, I asked you three weeks ago if, if this is correct or if this is reflecting as it should. And it just it just seems like these people are shitting their pants and saying that, like, oh, Anthony pooped my pants. It's like, okay, you know. Taking, a, taking accountability is very sexy, and I don't think people know that. Um, but like if you're the, but you should, you should do that. It's very fun. It's very good for you too. So yeah, that's, it's been like a rough few weeks at work and that podcast has really been like, I'm able to like detach myself from this stupid work bullshit. And ultimately what this makes, what this reminds me of is we just work in a fucking building. Like we're not curing cancer. Uh, we are not solving history's greatest mysteries. We are not even providing uh, essential services to people. We are providing, yeah, we're we're not even vital to people's lives. Um, but people are just doing these things that are just like so underhanded and so bizarre. And it's like, are you or are you not aware that the world as we know it is currently ending <laughs> because there? There are bigger fish to fry. Um, uh, like I said, you we we work in a fucking building all day. Um, there, there, there's definitely a lot more going on. Um, so this made me this this made me want to talk about. You know, I do well. Not that I do believe, but it's not that hard to believe that like we might be seeing the end of the world as we personally all know it. You know, the earth has been here for billions upon billions of billions of years. She's good. She's fine. She's been doing her own thing. But I I think that the world as we know it, it's coming to an end. And I think we're being forced or faced with more distractions or um, more things to worry about. I I remember making a joke. I, I can't remember which episode where like, I kind of don't care what's going on because the rent is still due. And it's funny that like all the prices of almost everything has increased. And I can imagine that while people in Texas are experiencing crazy weather, crazy flooding like they've never seen before, um, people in Pakistan are experiencing heat that is killing so many people in drying up water reservoirs or water sources. Um, I can definitely see how not caring because you have your own stuff to worry about is they make the things uh, things that we have to worry about are made to be bigger priorities because either they're more expensive or more inaccessible or um they're lower quality than they used to be because someone is trying to save a buck like the the things that we want in our lives are taking so much priority because they could cost more that we couldn't possibly extend ourselves to to understand or empathize what's going on on the other side of the world where we don't even know what's going on when we don't have to worry about stuff does that make any sense does that make any sense let me take a drink while you think about it <laughs> 
but yeah, just the stress I've been dealing with at work makes me realize like <laughs> this kind of doesn't fucking matter. I mean, I do love to eat. I do like having a place to live. Uh, you know, I do like being able to buy myself a little shrimp dinner here and then. So it does matter in some effect, but like in the grand scheme of things, does it really? And this kind of just got me thinking how like I've always been afraid of the end of the world. And just once again, when I say the end of the world, I mean the end of the world like as as we know it. Our comforts, our electricity, um, transit systems, food delivery systems, you know, even the health healthcare system, because it's the only one I know. I'd rather have this one than none. Personally, I because I don't know what a world without a healthcare system looks like. So yeah. It just it just reminds me that I've always been afraid of the end of the world. And I can rem I can remember where this shit started and like where it started, I feel like at at different stages in life as I grew up more reasons to be afraid of the end of the world just like piled on top of that so i remember it was my first day of third grade um my mom went with me we went to have breakfast we sat down and we were eating whatever food they gave us and a teacher had sat down next to her and he introduced himself his name was mr moore um that was that was their only interaction because he wasn't my teacher but I do remember a couple months later when I was in third grade, he was eating lunch with his students and I had nowhere else to sit. So I sat down with him and his students. And he, this man, I don't know what conversation I walked in on, but this man was talking about his time in the army and how he was in another, in another country. And he said, oh yeah, this one time I was in whatever place and there was this massive earthquake like the 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 street was lifting off the ground uh the buildings were collapsing people were running in the streets everybody thought it was the end of the world like this huge massive earthquake caused so much havoc that nobody knew how to respond in that situation and my third grade ass was like earthquakes can do that i I just had no idea of just how destructive, <laughs> just how destructive forces of nature could be. Um, and I like literally the, like for years after that, I was afraid of earthquakes because I'm like, I didn't know they could do all that. And I'm like, why, why is this man telling people about earthquakes and people thinking about it was the end of the world? Like that was totally unnecessary, sir. Like it was, I, I it's one of those moments I would have loved to have like have been recorded so I can show other people like, hey, this was crazy, right? Like, this is <laughs> this is the weird-ass memory I have. Like, this guy shouldn't have been doing that, right? So, yeah, that's just, like, that's where the, like, that's where my fear of the end of the world, like, started. And not to mention, uh, a few years after that, I saw the movie Ghostbusters for the first time. Hey, I'm not, I'm not a real big fan of Ghostbusters. I don't know any of their names, but... There was this one scene in Ghostbusters where it, I think it was, what's his name? Bill Murray. I think it was Bill Murray, but I don't remember. Excuse me for saying, and the only black man on the team, he was saying how like, oh yeah, this seems just like, what's the word? Uh, revelations, where the dead will rise, the moon will turn blood red, the sky will fall, and the seas will boil. 
And that shit always scared me because I felt as if I heard like an actual prophecy of doom. And I was like, oh, okay. So like when I see these things, I know that the world is going to end. And I kid you not, days after my first viewing of watching Ghostbusters, I watched this man talk about the prophecy of doom. I'm scared shitless at just hearing that when a few days later, there's a red fucking full moon and I started crying and I couldn't explain to my parents why I was crying because I I didn't want to tell them that the world was going to end because I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm the only one who knows that. I'm not going to tell them about it. But like the moon was blood fucking red. And then like... And now that I'm older, we hear about like the sea levels rising and like the temperatures in the ocean are rising. So it's like the seas are kind of boiling. Um, And when we hear about meteor crashes, that's like the sky falling. And I was like, okay, so (laughs) it's happening. I think it's, you know, it makes me, you know, it's part of what leads to my belief that the world may be ending as we know it. I mean, the signs are here. The oceans are boiling. The sky is falling. Um, I mean, you can catch a red moon every so often. So, like, maybe not that. But, you know, the ocean, saying that the ocean is going to boil, that's kind of a, that's kind of like one of the big predictions there. And I'm like, fuck. Uh, we're going to, like, I'm fucked. I have no idea, like, no idea what to think about it. <laughs> so, like, not only in addition to that, like I've said, I've been afraid of the world as I know it ending for a very long time. And this brings me to a dream that I had in high school where I was, the dream took place at the house I was living at and there were people marching in the street and they were all on fire. And as they were marching, they were all chanting something. I really can't remember, but I do just remember just how freaky it was that all these people were on fire. They're marching through the streets. They're trying to catch whatever they can on fire and as this is happening there are comets pelting the entire town that i'm living in as if it's raining just causing more damage throughout the entire town and that dream was honestly so bad for me that i couldn't go to school that day i was just so scared i i literally couldn't tell if i had prophesied something or because my i didn't believe my mind was capable of showing me such chaos for like literally no reason. You know, I'm like 15, 16 years old and my my mind is showing me my t- my small hometown burning on fire. I'm like, what the fuck? I, d- I didn't do anything to deserve that. How dare you? So like, you know, being from a small town and not being the smartest person in the world, I'm like, did I see the future? I got to stay home and recover. So yeah, like I stayed home that day. <laughs> it was so it was so fucking scary to me. So it was just very I've had I've had like in my opinion, I as I've grown up, I've had reasons to be scared of the world as I know it ending. Just because I have heard about it in so many different ways. I've seen it in my own way, quote unquote, like seen it, this quote unquote, saw it in a dream. And just like, as you get older, you kind of realize like the world can end in several different ways, whether that's like through nuclear missiles, nuclear missiles, (laughs) okay, nuclear missiles, there we go. Or with the, if you've, you know, if you've heard about the train derailments that have been putting 
tons of tox a lot of toxic chemicals into the atmosphere that has led to acid rain in some cases or that has led to pollution of water sources um that lead into bigger water sources that that go throughout the country it's you realize like god damn and like if somebody fucks up one time the entire country could be totally fucked up and like our way of life is totally gone and it's so bizarre to think about how one person can fuck up and it's curtains for all of us like because they do have such an important job or just things like that like <laughs> maybe <laughs> i i think about somebody who like has a really hard life and they're asleep at their job one day just because life is hard and all of these chemicals get into like a water reservoir and all of a sudden like now there's a, a boil your water notice and because people are people and people make mistakes and no one's perfect like these things can totally happen and so I just think about like the amount of times that I legitimately fuck up at my job which I don't consider important I can't imagine the amount of times that someone does fuck up with their jobs that are important I don't know and this says leads me into the belief that like the world as the world as society is known it has actually ended several times you know we have structures from ancient societies dating back 12,000 20,000 100,000 years ago we we know that these societies existed and we don't know where they are now um it's in my opinion societies have it have existed and been destroyed for millions upon millions of years and what I really wanted to talk about was Machu Picchu. And this is just a, a personal interest of mine. I really want to visit Machu Picchu one day, but like, I'm fat, I smoke, I'm lazy. I'm not climbing those fucking stairs. I, I, I don't got it in me. But like, I'd like to, and I do believe because of its location and because it has existed for thousands upon thousands of years... It makes me wonder if like this place might be a refuge for when the earth goes through this fucking terrible time of reorganization or change or cataclysms. And, you know, these ancient structures like the pyramids or Machu Picchu or it makes me wonder if like these exist as sanctuary sanctuary points for life to or people to like hold out once the cataclysm is over then we can start like trying to rebuild society because they've just been around for so long uh, it, just some it's just something that i think about i will never get the answer that i'm looking for or i will never i don't think i'll ever get an answer that i will f find acceptable but it's just something that i think about and with the changes in weather that we're seeing I had read that all of the rain that New York got in 2022 was supposed to be snow, at the very least in the second half of the year. Um, the reason it wasn't snow was due to global warming. It just makes me wonder how, how many things are changing in front of our faces, but aren't being told that this is a result of global warming. And I, because I think we're living in a time where global warming is actually fully in effect. And it's just like, oh, damn crazy year i saw snow in arizona uh a year or two ago and i've never seen snow in my entire fucking life so like things are definitely changing and i'm you know just just let me know if if things if things are if things will never be the same again because like i'll i'll quit this shitty little job and move to a mountain somewhere and you know live my life not worried about having to work in a building 
with people who don't know how to do their fucking job. I'd, I'd personally love that. And then, of course, this makes me think about, like, the AI conversation that's going on right now. About how, like, can humans really trust AI? But, like, the gag is <laughs> they don't know if they can trust themselves because humans would know what they would do if they were in AI's position. And that's kill everyone that they deem as inferior. And people are kind of projecting that on AI. Like, oh, no, they're going to kill us because we'd kill them. Like, would they? All right. Interesting. Interesting. Let me take a drink. So I think we're going to wrap things up now. Because I'm basically just ranting at this point. But I've just really been thinking about how there are things that I feel I'm being pushed to care about more than I actually should care about. And meanwhile, (laughs) the world is on fire, it's flooding, and it's freezing. As I said earlier, there are way bigger fish to fry. And I'm just wondering if we're we're ever going to address those fish because maybe it's the few people in charge who own like oil companies who, as I've said before, they wake up every morning and decide that what they're going to do, that they're okay with what they do changing the literal composition of the atmosphere uh, for the worst of most of the people who live on this planet. And like, I wonder if we'll ever get to a point where the majority's interest will ever be taken into consideration or if it's just those who make the most money who have, if it will just always remain that they have the most say, which probably it will, but like, not trying to sound too negative, but I don't know. Shit's tough all over cupcake. You know what I mean? So I just wonder where we're we going, what's happening. I don't know. I Listen, I think ultimately, I think <laughs> ultimately I'm going to end on this note. I hate working in an office job. I hate working in a fucking building. Yes, I love being able to pay my rent. I love being able to order shrimp dinners. I love being able to pay for this fucking internet and cell phone. But, like, if you told me the world was ending, I'm totally going to, like, rearrange how I'm living my remaining days. As I should be able to, right? So, with that being said, you enjoy the remainder of your days. This has been Fuck You Hexed, hosted by Jerome. You can find me... And Anthony on Anthony Jerome M at Twitter.com. That's where we like to be found most. If you have any suggestions, if you'd like to be a guest, let me know. I, As I've said before, I'm too afraid to ask people to be on the show. Um, but if you'd like to be on and if you think you'd like to know what you talk about or if you think you have an idea of what you'd like to talk about, hey, I'm open to that. But, all right, it's like 3.33 a.m. You'll have a good night. Bye. Coming to get you, Barbara. Gone. Gone the form of man, rise the demon. Extra